3: Four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com. One year ago, a small Oakland County town was rocked by a mass shooting at a high school. And many are still trying to put the pieces back together. We're just like the guy and gal next door. Raising kids, grinding through life. Just happen to be dealt the shittiest hand of cards you could ever be dealt. As we remember the victims of Oxford High School, what has changed in the last year? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. On November 30th of 2021, 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly walked out of a bathroom at Oxford High School and opened fire. When all was said and done, 17-year-olds Madison Baldwin and Justin Schilling. Along with Tate Meir, he was 16, and 14-year-old Hannah St. Juliana were killed. Seven others were shot. Crumbley was arrested and has since pled guilty to all charges he faced, including terrorism.
2: Can you imagine being the parent of a child who was
3: murdered? I mean, no, Charlie, you and I both have children. That's not, I, I can't imagine that. No, I can't
2: either. And Ben's got kids too. And Ben's listen—we would be lawyers or or radio hosts or whatever. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why this case touches everybody, including Ben Johnson. One year, what's been the biggest frustration for you? Watching my clients go through what has to be the worst possible thing that any adult parent could ever suffer, and then watch the school district cover that whole thing up, lie to their very faces and say, oh, we'll be transparent and do absolutely nothing. And here we are a year later talking about what they now know. Where were they, Charlie, a year ago? But I think there's more so in this case because of the tragedy, because and it's not just the four. It's not just the other people who are shot. It's the people who saw it, it's the people that have to go through those halls every single day. They feel it. I've been to Oxford a number of times over this last year just covering stories and i'll tell you i feel a little bit in my stomach when i see that high school and i say it's eerie but it's it's eerie it just doesn't seem right it's not a fun high school where you're cheering your team and going on to college or whatever it's a place where there was a massive murder that we still don't understand
3: the first voice you heard was charlie langton wwj's legal analyst the second voice belongs to ven johnson He's an attorney representing several of the families of the victims of the Oxford shooting. Charlie not only spoke with Venn, but he also spoke to Buck and Sherry Meir, Tate Meir's parents, and Jill Suave, the mother of Justin Schilling. I don't have the capacity, thankfully, to be able to imagine what their life has been like.
2: Yeah, I I asked him if, you know, has life changed for you? I mean, do people notice you when you go out? The answer is yes, they do, but people don't know how to talk to them. So, you know, you feel weird if you see uh, Buck Do people look at you differently now? They know who you
1: are. Oh, Oh, yeah. Jill and I were just talking about that. People don't know what to say to us. People don't know how to act around us.
2: How should they react?
1: Just try to be real. We're just like the guy and gal next door, raising kids, grinding through life, just happen to be dealt the shittiest hand of cards you could ever be dealt. Don't treat us different because of that.
2: And Buck is a, he's a football coach, he's an outgoing guy, you know, his wife Sherry, and then Jill is very outspoken, Jill Suave. Listen, they'll never forget this, and they'll never, ever be able to forget about what happened. They will carry with them forever.
3: Aside from Ethan Crumbly's actions, the parents of the victims say that the Oxford School Board and the Oxford School District did not do enough to prevent the shooting from happening and have not been very forthcoming throughout the investigation. Here is Charlie and Jill Suave.
2: Jill, how frustrating has it been getting information from Oxford?
0: It's been beyond frustrating. On top of grief, not knowing exactly what happened, not knowing exactly what led up to my son's murder, it's excruciating, like adding insult to injury. Everyone deserves to know, my children deserve to know, my family deserves to know, so its it's been incredibly difficult. Did
2: anybody from the school ever call you at a, of an administration level and say, I'm sorry, condolences, anything?
0: Nothing outside of normal chit-chat when we had to be in the school for different reasons. How does it make you feel? I'm not surprised, to be honest. It's par for the course. It's how this whole experience has been from day one. So I came to just expect that.
3: The parents aren't the only ones off-put by the school. Ven Johnson says the school has been withholding information from him since the start. Tell me anything and everything that had anything to do with anything. And the answer is nothing. I have my request for production
2: of documents. Give us every single thing that has anything to do with Ethan Crumley in his file or had anything to do with school. Guess what? We never got. So have, have you seen the video?
3: No, I haven't seen any of the stuff that they're talking about yet. We've talked about the unspeakable tragedy that has befallen the families of the four victims. And that left Charlie wondering about something. Forgiveness.
0: Can you
2: ever forgive ethan crumley
0: i don't need to that's not my job i can accept and i'm still accepting what happened i'm still accepting that this is real but for me to forgive him i'm not required to do that should he get life in prison at the very minimum and that's not even justice for me it's not true justice for what he did what do you
2: say about ethan crumley what would you ask him if he was right here
1: What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah, I'll never forgive Ethan, but there's a part of me that feels sorry for the kid. You know, his parents failed him. Our community failed him. He had no friends. Our staff at Oxford Community Schools failed him. Everybody that had an opportunity to help him failed him. Should he do life in prison? Absolutely. 100%. He murdered somebody. He murdered four kids. He should do life in prison.
3: since the tragedy at oxford threats of violence at schools across metro detroit have hit the hundreds while it isn't it does almost feel like a daily occurrence the amount of threats has been almost incapacitating well
2: i'll tell you i was i was going to a uh, it was a threat and i saw the sheriffs over there literally speeding down these little roads uh, with the sirens going and everybody getting out of the way uh, what's going on, what's going on? Well, there could be another school shooting. Every time you see or hear a siren, especially by a school, everybody just, oh my gosh, what's going on? And they all think of Oxford. We've both covered these stories probably one a day. Both in Macomb County, Oakland County, doesn't matter what county, it's there. And I don't think kids really realize the severity of, of making a school threat. And it could be just as simple as texting your friend or putting on social media that, hey, I don't like my principal, I'm gonna, you know, do something to him. That is a school threat. And that likely will land you charged. How much time they do it likely a juvenile facility, it's up to the judge and the circumstances, but it is a charge and it will stay on your record for a while. But I don't think kids, I don't know if they care about it. Maybe someday they will.
3: It is up to the kids to not make these threats to understand that this is not cool. But Charlie says where are the parents? Prosecutor Pete
2: Lucido in Macomb County, he actually championed that cause and uh, can you charge the parents? You know, what are you going to charge the parents with? I mean, I think there's some legal issues there, of course. But I think conceptually, yeah, I do think parents do have to have more of a responsibility with their kids. When kids make a false threat of terrorism, yeah, I think the parents should be at least be brought in. Is that neglect, perhaps? Yes, maybe it is. Parents, if your kid's under 18, you have a duty, a legal duty, to watch their kid's social media. You have to see, because that's your duty, parents, and if, and if the kids are texting or social media out the threats, yeah, parents, you've neglected your duty, and that's a crime, and I think we're gonna need some more charges on that. Make them pay, sure, but in the right setting.
3: Madison Baldwin, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, and Hannah St. Juliana did not have to die. None of this had to happen. The debate over why it happened and how to stop it continues. As the powers that be try to figure it out, hopefully another Ethan Crumbly does not slip through the cracks. Thank you to Charlie Langton for all of his reporting today. And a special thanks goes out to Buck Meer, Sherry Meer, and Jill Suave for speaking with Charlie. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want The Daily J delivered right to you? You can subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark and this is The Daily J.